What is it that you're pursuing? Who is it that you're pursuing today? Britt Nicole right here on Victory 91.5. The song's called oh, After You. Oh, <laughs> That's strong, isn't it? Every time I hear that song, uh, it blows me away. It because, does. Well, that just sums up what we're talking about. You it know? does. Brian Race in for uh, Keith Davis today. Ray Haynes has been here since uh, 7 o'clock this morning. Going through the uh, the Feast of Pentecost. And let's talk about just some, some personal application. Uh, you've been giving a lot of really strong teaching here maybe uh, answer the question so what for some folks yeah you know the difficulty we find is you know if you're going to encounter God you're probably going to encounter what God goes through too and that's one of the hard things is we don't always you know we want to relate to to God and you know the Apostle Paul said you know a lot of the suffering he went through he wanted to become kind of one with the suffering that Jesus went mm-hmm. through even Peter when they crucified Peter he said no I upside down don't put me I don't want to die like the, Jesus the, the fellowship of sufferings yeah. is it, as it talks about in the scripture so you know, they were able to grasp some very profound things and you know for us in our modern day we don't tend to we're not like Peter going you know make make me suffer more mm-hmm. I don't want to be I'm not worthy so you know, when I was dealing back, you know, back in the late 80s with a cessationist bunch for the first time, I was going like, to, I was still trying to figure out what has happened to me. But right after that, I happened to run into uh, a church that was spirit-filled believers. And, you know, after 10 years of praying and waiting, here I encountered a group of people that actually could explain everything to me because they actually had encountered God the very same way. And so I grew and grew and grew and learned, and I it was just like, thank you, Jesus, for after all this searching to finally get the answer. But, you know, fast forward not quite uh, 10 years in the future, you know, I went down to Brownsville, which is an unbelievable outpouring. The last real great revival really happened there in the mid-90s to late-90s, about five years. And, you know, I nearly probably a million people were saved there as God was pouring out that revival. But there was healing and deliverance. And for me, you know, we went down for a couple of days and we you have to basically stand in line eight hours to get into because at the height of this revival, it was just, you know, God was moving so powerfully. And so we went down for a Friday night youth service. And then about 11 o'clock, they said, well, let's go in the building. People will have gone now. There'll be some room. And so I remember uh, walking in the doors, opening the doors of that church, and in the midst of this revival, 11 o'clock at night, mind you, and there was no fog machine in that church, but mm-hmm. it, the, it was as a, as a smoke or a fog filled the room. And I was going, what is this? You know, <laughs> The Shekinah glory? <laughs> yeah, and, and I knew what it was, but I was like, what is this? Just because, you know, after all those years, you know, 20 years of encountering God, but still I was going, wow, you know, this is not like a church service I've ever encountered. Certainly not 11 o'clock at night when there's just people lingering around. But God had, you know, had sat down there and he stayed for like five years. And so, you know, it was the most unbelievable encounter over those couple of days. Definitely changed my life and my perspective because I've been seeking revival and then suddenly you caught it, you know. And I went back to those very same believers who had walked me through and taught me so much. But in this season of their life, the very thing that they said, we were seeking revival, and I said, hey, I found it. Here's what it is. And they couldn't receive it. Hmm. And, you know, it caused, uh, I eventually had to leave, and it was just absolute heartbreak for me. And, 
you know, I think it's important that we understand that a lot of times, you know, our journeys are not going to be just all this smoothness. Sometimes as you encounter God, as he takes you uh, to a new place, unfortunately, I hope that as a church, we're maturing more that we don't, you know, divide over things that are unnecessary. You know, we're to be this this beautiful bride of Christ. And it only happens when we're, we can come together and give each other grace to encounter God. But, you know, even as we're talking about what God went through in this, you know, as the Israelites, it was like, all right. And so, you know, 40 years after all of that group died in the desert, he said, I'll find me a new group. And, you know, he takes them in and walks with them. But in the end, they all mess up too. And it just goes on and on and on. And even as we've approached Jesus and he's died for us, we've received, we walk in salvation, you know, we return to sin. We're, we're, we're breaking of those vows constantly. So, if you look at the Israelites, what was intended to be the wedding vows become the first 10 commandments of 613 laws in the Torah. Now, so these these are all the laws that were added to the 10 commandments by the the Jewish people. Well, these are actually in the these are in the first 5 books. These are all the books these are not <laughs> that's actually more. So just in the Bible, you have 248 positive commandments, the dues, 365 negative commandments, the do-nots. But to add to their burden, because that wasn't quite enough, the Talmud, this is the traditions and the explanations, that's 6,200 pages long of more rules. On top of the 613. Gotcha. All right. So that's the problem is when you, when you don't choose love, you choose law. And you, you end up living in, in, in instead of this relational kind of thing that's just walking in, in the joy of that relationship, you have to break it down to agreements and disagreements. And it, it wasn't really great. And you, you might say to yourself, well, I'm glad I'm a Christian. <laughs> well, there's 1,050 commands in the New Testament for Christians to obey, even more commands than in the Old Testament. Let me just jump in. One of the most rewarding uh, Bible studies I ever did was something I called the commandments of Jesus. And mm -hmm. I just went through the Gospels and everywhere that Jesus said to do something, or he would say a new command that I give to you. Sure. And it was amazing that, uh, you know, th there is some structure that Jesus is, has provided to us of what sure. is going to be pleasing to him. So, you know, you could say due to repetitions, you can classify them under about 800 headings. Mm -hmm. So don't think that just because we're Christians, we have an easier burden. We, we have the burden that he wants us to obey. But here's the thing. Again, it's the same offer as he made 3,500 years ago at Mount Sinai. And the, the wedding vows for the bride of Christ, significantly different than the ones of, those, of, of Mount Sinai. But you can find in Revelation 21, here's what I would call the, the, the wedding vows for us, the bride of Christ. Now, I saw a new, and which is, you know, a stating of the relationship and what's expected and what's promised. Now, I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven, the first earth had passed away and there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. Very similar to the first commandment. Mm -hmm. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, 
nor crying. There should be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. And very similar to your first five promises to God. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. And here you come into the, the commandment-ish things. But again, this is relational. It says, here's what's expected in this relationship. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Which is to say, listen, we're in relationship. Stay in relationship with me. Don't do that. Don't go over there into that realm. Stay in this relationship. And this is the vows, basically, for, if you will, the bride of Christ. Somewhat similar to the Ten Commandments and the 613 laws, except these are built by God saying, I will do these things. I'm going to come mm -hmm. and dwell in you and perform these in you, which we, is what they could have had, too. Right, because we have the power of the Holy Spirit, yeah, which Pentecost. enables us to walk in the Spirit, not fulfill the desires of the flesh, but to live that that life that, that he calls us to. So, wow. Well, we have two more breaks, and it's we're going to call this a wedding is an event, a marriage is a choice, part one and two. So we're going to look what that looks like relationally to walk with God. My friends, I hope you'll stay with us uh, for those final two portions of uh, Ray's teaching here on Pentecost. It is Victory 91.5. If you missed any of the segments, and I, and I know we got started early, so chances are you have missed some along the way today, you can find those uh, by connecting with us on Facebook, Victory 91.5. If you're not already uh, a friend on Facebook, just go to this little search tab there at the top, Victory 91.5, or you can go to our blog, which is simply blog.victory915.com. Christian-based and family-friendly CrossFit.